Good morning. I'd like to welcome everyone to our service this morning. First song will be Wonderful, Merciful Savior. <clears throat> Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Counselor, Comforter, Keeper, Spirit we long to embrace. You offer hope when our hearts have hopelessly lost your way. Oh, we've hopelessly lost the way. And you are the one that we pray. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace our hearts always hunger for. Oh, our hearts always hunger for. Almighty, infinite Father, faithfully loving your own, here in our weakness you find us falling before your throne. Oh, we're falling before your throne. And you are the one that we pray. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace our hearts always hunger for. Oh, our hearts always hunger for. And you are the one that we praise. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace our hearts always hunger for. Oh, our hearts always hunger for. Good morning. Well, welcome everybody to our service today, especially those of you who are a guest. Uh, we ask that you uh, stick around after worship so we can get to meet you and know you a little bit better. We also ask that you fill out an attendance card and place that in the collection plate so we'll have a record of your attendance, and it's great to have everybody here this morning. Our times of services, our Bible studies at 9.30, our morning worship 10.30, Sunday evening worship tonight will be at 5 o'clock, and our Wednesday evening worship will be at 7 p.m. We have several uh, on our sick list to remember, but especially Shelby Knox, who spent three days in St. Thomas last week. She's now home under hospice care. Uh, her cancer has spread to her lungs, so pre please pray for her and her family. Uh, I'll post this note. It has her daughter, uh, Joy, and Carol, their phone numbers. Uh, if you would like to contact them, I'll post that in the lobby. We also want to remember Bill Young, Ann Robinson, Patsy Heron and Beverly King as well in our prayers. Our perfect attendance for September, our toddlers are Sadie Shepard, Willow Moore, Henry Lacombe, and Thad McAlpin. Preschool is Jackson Lacombe. Grades 2 through 3 is Anna Marie Moore. Grades 4 and 5, Maddie Ely and Knox Blunt. Our middle school is Nathan Farrell, Bryson Albright, and Gage Shipman. Our high school is Ella and Sarah Albright and Emma Barrett. So let's congratulate all of them on their perfect attendance. Bible Bowl practice will be today at 4 p.m. There will also be a meeting after uh, the evening service tonight for everybody who's going to attend Bible Bowl. There will be a men's business meeting today at 4 p.m. All the men of the congregation are encouraged to attend. Robertson County Church of Christ is having their gospel meeting beginning today through October the 5th. Uh, see the flyer in the foyer for more details.
The Youth and Senior Supper is Wednesday night at 6 p.m. There's a sign-up sheet on the youth board for those willing to help with the food. Ladies Sewing Group will meet this Thursday at 12.30. Our monthly singing at Dogwood Bend uh, will be this Saturday. Please plan to arrive at 2.25 and bring your mask. The men's retreat will be October 14th and 15th at Kentucky Dam Village. The agenda is posted on the bulletin board out in the foyer. For more information, you can see Howard Frazier. We invite all teachers and assistants that teach in our Bible classes and those who taught in VBS to a special night just for you. The teacher's banquet will be Saturday, October 22nd at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Please sign up on the sheet in the foyer so we may better prepare for this event. The ladies are invited to a diaper and baby wipe shower for Becca Lacombe and Madison Wallace on Sunday, October 23rd at 2 p.m. Becca is expecting a boy and Madison is expecting a girl. On Saturday, October 15th, the ladies are invited to the second annual brunch at the Thicket at the home of Shannon Garrett at 10 a.m. Please sign up on the sheet on the bulletin board in the foyer if you plan to attend. Also, save the date. The annual fall bonfire will be Saturday, November 5th at 5 p.m. at the home of Chris and Carrie Lanier. More details to come. I've got one thank you note. It says, thanks so much for giving all you give, for doing all you do, for caring as you care. Thanks for being you. Stroudsville Church of Christ, we want to thank you so much for all the wonderful wedding gifts we received. We appreciate your thoughtfulness and kindness. In Christian love, Jose and Story Rosales. That's all the announcements I have. We'll have a reading at this time. Reading this morning from 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorious through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Song for opening prayer would be number 376. 376. Angry words, oh, let them never from my tongue unbridled slip. May the heart's best simple sever. Check them ere they saw the lip. Love one another, thus saith the Savior. Children, obey the Father's blessed command. Love one another, thus saith the Savior. Children, obey the blessed command. Love is much too pure and holy. Friendship is too sacred far. For a moment's reckless folly, there's too desolate and mar. Love one another, thus saith the Savior. Children, obey the Father's blessed command. Love one another, thus saith the Savior. Children, obey the blessed command. 
Angry words are lightly spoken. Beatrice thoughts are rashly stirred. Brightest links of life are broken by a single angry word. Love one another, thus saith the Savior. Children, obey the Father's blessed command. Love one another, thus saith the Savior. Children, obey the blessed command. Will you bow with me, please? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've blessed us with, and we thank you for another opportunity we have to come together and sing songs of praise to you, to study more of your word, <clears throat> to fellowship with one another, to fellowship and commune with you, to lift up our concerns to you in prayer. Father, at this time, we, we want to thank you for this congregation here at Stroudsville. We ask you to continue to be with the elders that lead us, the deacons that, that work here, be with Brother Tom as he continues to bring lessons to us, just be with them and their families as they continue to to work and be with all those that, that work here at Stroudsville to promote your word in this community and throughout the world. Father, we thank you for the country we live in. We thank you for all the, the blessings that you give us, the freedoms that we have, and we just pray that you'd be with the men and women that lead us. We pray for those that uh, serve in, in, in our military, that you'd watch over and protect them, be with their families while they're away from them. And Father, we just pray that you'd help us to to never forget the, the freedoms that we have that uh, not take them for granted. Father, we Thank you for the avenue of prayer that we can lift up names, and we ask you to be with those that were mentioned here this morning uh, on our prayer list, and we know that there are many others that we specifically want to lift up. Uh, Shelby Knox, just be with her and comfort her, be with her family in, in this difficult time. We also ask you to continue to be with Bill Young and his recovery and Ann Robinson. Please continue to be with Beverly King and Patsy Heron. Just be with all of them and as they recover. And Father, we just like that there are many others that, that need our prayers and both spiritually and physically. And we just ask that you be with them and help to strengthen them all. Father, we especially thank you for your son. We thank you for his sacrifice he made for us. We thank you for the example he set for us. And we just pray that we would never forget that suffering and sacrifice that he did on our behalf. We pray that we would never forget that and that we would try to share that that good news of his resurrection to others around us before it's too late. Father, just go with us through our service this morning. Be with us. Watch over and protect us. Forgive us when we fail you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. To prepare our minds for our supper, we'll sing number 166. 166. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away. 
rising he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to die on the tree. Suffering anguish, despised and rejected, bearing our sins, my Redeemer is He. Living He loved me, dying He saved me, buried He carried my sins far away. Rising he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day. One day the trumpet will sound for his coming. One day the skies with his glory will shine. Wonderful day, my beloved ones bringing glorious Savior, this Jesus is mine. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away. Rising he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious In life, we, we find things that we want. And in order, some people want a doctorate degree. Some people want to be successful in business. Some people want to be successful in sports. They want to be the team captain they want. And whatever that may be, whether that may be the coach or the leader or the, the supervisor at your job or the CEO or the dean of medicine, they're going to look at the fact of what did you sacrifice to get what you want. And we as humans, our whole life revolves around those things that we want. And we're willing to sacrifice to get those things we want. And God understands that that's a human nature, to sacrifice for those things we want. Some people sacrifice for our children. Hey, I'm willing to do to cut back here or cut back there or not do something I enjoy so we can take an extra vacation. Whatever it may be. But God understands that. We as humans, we understand sacrifice. If we want something, we're willing to sacrifice for it. And God understands the same thing. And He wants us so bad to be His child that He's willing to make the ultimate sacrifice, and that is His Son. Uh, Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 23, says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely, by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. God is willing to show us the ultimate sacrifice. I can't imagine as a father, I I would rather give my life than I would my child's life. But for that sacrifice and for Jesus to be willing to go to the cross, that's the ultimate sacrifice. Let's go to our Heavenly Father and, and, and thank Him for that gift. Father, we we thank you for sending your son to die on the cross that by the breaking of his flesh that we can have forgiveness of our sins so that we can be with you and have our home in heaven one day. And Father, we we ask that you help us to share this, this gift with others and tell them about it. But Father, at this time we ask that you help us to open our hearts and remember that sacrifice and how much of a sacrifice that was, how much that pains you 
and how much that pain, how much suffering your son went through to give us this gift. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Father, we thank you again for the sending of your Son to the cross that we can stand before you clean and we thank you for the, the shedding of the blood on that cross and we know that the Bible tells us that there's life-giving power in that blood. Father, we thank you that we have that gift and that we can, we can stand here today justified. It's in your Son's name. Amen. At this time, the elders have made it a time to give back as we're prospered. This is not a solicitation of visitors in any way, but a time of obligation for our, our 
members here at Stroudsland, those who serve here, to look back at themselves and what God has blessed them with and give back a portion of that. Let's go to our Heavenly Father and thank Him. Father, we thank You for the, all the gifts that You've given us, Father. We, we know that You've blessed us monetarily. Living in the United States of America is, is great in itself, Father. The op- land of opportunity. You've given us that, Lord, and we ask that at this time that we will open our purses and give back to you willing and freely as you have given to us. And it's in your Son's great and holy name we pray. Amen. I'd like to mark your song books or song of invitation after lesson be number 589. 589. For the lesson, stand and sing number 521. 521. I have a home prepared where the saints abide, just over in the glory land. And I long to be by my Savior's side, just over in the glory land. Just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angel band. Just over in the glory land, just over in the glory land, there Just over in the glory land I am on my way to those mansions fair Just over in the glory land There to sing God's praise and His glory share Just over in the glory land Just over in the glory land I'll join the happy angel band Just over in the glory land Just over in the glory land There with the mighty host I'll stand Just over in the glory land With the blood washed strong I will shout and sing just over in the glory land. Glad hosannas to Christ the Lord and King. Just over in the glory land. Just over in the glory land. I'll join the happy angel band. Just over in the glory land. Just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand. Just over in the glory land. Be seated, please. We certainly wish to take this opportunity to welcome each and every one to our services today. 
If you're in this audience as a visitor, we want you to know that you're our honored guest, and we invite you to come back at every opportunity that you may have to do so. Probably one of the most well-known passages in the entire scriptures, and probably some, many have uh, committed this to memory, and that is the 23rd Psalm. But if asked the question, what was the 22nd Psalm about, and what was the 24th Psalm about? We're not as familiar with those two Psalms as we are the 23rd Psalm. When we look at the 22nd Psalm, we'll find that the psalmist here is talking about uh, some troubling times in his life in which uh, through all the suffering and everything that he goes and encounters that he thinks that God has forsaken him. And yet as he goes on down, he comes to the conclusion, no God has not forsaken me, but God is is there for me. And then when we look at the 24th Psalm, that 24th Psalm is talking about uh, the, uh, going into the, the city of Jerusalem, going to the temple, and it talks about the, the king of glory coming in. Today I want to look at these three Psalms together we'll find that by failing to, to look at, at these psalms, many times we have uh, missed a very powerful and a very beautiful triad of Scripture. Taken together, we see reasons to give thanks for, first of all, the cross, and then the crook, and then the, the crown. So as we look at each, each one of these, we'll find that the, there's a, a lot of similarities in the 24th Psalm that Jesus encountered while he was on the cross. And the fact is that after his triumph on this earth, that he goes back home to live with God and he's at the right hand. And he's the king of glory. When we look, first of all, at the 24th Psalm, it begins by saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is how the psalmist felt. And this is how he begins that psalm. But we ask the question, did God really forsake Jesus when he was on the cross? Let's look at this. Is this what happened when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden? As we see recorded in Genesis, the third chapter. Is this what God did? Did he forsake them? The Bible says that he came to them in the cool of the day. And they hid themselves because they had eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he asked Adam, where are you? And he says, I heard you walking in the garden and I hid myself because I was naked. To which God responded, how did you know you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree that I told you not to eat of? So basically, God did not abandon Adam and Eve in spite of the fact that they sinned. When the Israelite people went into the, the bondage to the Babylonians, and the Babylonians were a severe people to, to deal with. 
And many of them, as they, they sat along the, the sides of that Euphrates River and the, the river they called Chibar, which was a dugout tributary around and from Euphrates River. Those people were looking at what they had gotten themselves into and they wondered, has God forsaken us? But we know that's not the case. The Bible had already told the story during the time of Isaiah. Because of your sin and because of your wickedness, you're going to go into Babylonian captivity. But you're not going to stay there. I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to bring you home. When we look in the, in the book of 2 Corinthians, in chapter 5 and verse 21, the Bible here says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. God did not abandon his son. It was Martin Luther who said that Christ should have become the greatest transgressor, murderer, adulterer, thief, rebel, blasphemer that was ever, ever was or, or could be in the world. Another writer says of Jesus that he was the vilest sinner of all times. But that's not what... Uh, Paul wrote about, he says that Jesus was made who knew no sin to be sin in order that we might know the righteousness of God through him. On the cross, we'll find that Jesus paid the price for sin and was treated as a sinner However, he did not bear the guilt of sin. Remember the words of Peter. As he said of Jesus, who died on the, on the cross, that he died as a lamb without blemish and spot. When we look at this particular, these particular scriptures, they tell us, the story of Jesus. Even though we many times have heard the, those words that when Jesus was on that cross and uh, there he died, that God could not stand to look at sin and so therefore he turned his back and he forsook the Lord. He did not forsake him. And the Bible tells us that. There are those who will say that it was in a moment of weakness and despair. And this was uh, just an illustration of his humanity. But if this statement be true, lesser men than Jesus have died more notably. Let's look at Polycarp. Polycarp says, I bless you, Father, for judging me worthy of this hour, so that in the, in the company of the martyrs, I may share in the cup of Christ. It was Ignatius who says, I thank thee, O Lord, that thou hast vouchsafed to honor me with a perfect love toward thee, and has made me to be bound in the iron chains like thy Apostle Paul. It was Paul himself in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. He says, I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is later for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me in that day, and not to me only but unto all those also 
that love is appearing. Can you imagine Jesus going to his death asking God, Why have you forsaken me? Jesus knew why he was there. He says, I I must drink that cup. He prayed that that cup might be removed. And finally he says, not my will, but as you wilt. And so therefore Jesus went to the cross. And there he died. He took the place of you, you and I on that cross. It was an appeal to the 22nd Psalm that has taught us it is possible for one to feel and look deserted by God but not be deserted but not be deserted by him. And that's what that psalm is all about. The sufferings that we go through the trials that we face. Sometimes we feel alone. Sometimes we feel that as the Israelite people had felt that God had forsaken us. But he's always there. Think of how Jesus looked to those who saw him abused, helpless, and hanging on the cross, and they're dying. What were they supposed to feel? How were they supposed to react? How could Jesus make people realize that he was not God-forsaken on an occasion such as that, and to renew their hope? So Jesus calls the first lines of this familiar psalm, the rest of which the Jews would know. That in times when we feel forsaken, that we are not. We'll find that Psalm 22 is a song about looking and feeling that God has forsaken us. But before that chapter ends, there are feelings resolved, and it is concluded that God did not forsake him at all, even though the circumstance surrounding the event seemed to suggest that. You know, when you uh, we can look at one of the uh, an illustration of this, and we uh, we sometimes sing the song, "I was sinking deep in sin." Far from the peaceful shore, very stained within, seeking to rise no more. But then let's look at the hope. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, and from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. The first line of that song seems to be very ominous in nature. But it is resolved in the remainder of the psalm. He talks about the situation that mankind gets themselves in. But then he says there's hope. Because a master of the sea. He hears and he responds. And he takes care of the situation. When we look in Psalm 22, verse 24, I want to read a ver- this verse. It says, For he has not despised nor abhorred afflictions of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, He heard. That's what the psalmist says happened. Whatever the the suffering that he was encountering, whatever he was going through, 
he come to realize, no, God has not forsaken me. But he hears. And he understands. Just like in, uh, as God encountered Moses to that burning bush. And he says, I've heard the cries of my people in, in uh, Egypt. And I've come down to relieve them. God has not forsaken us. Neither will he ever forsake us. When Jesus was on that cross and he was dying for our sins, he was paying the price. God was there. God saw through that whole situation because it was his plan all along that Jesus come to this earth, live as a man without sin, and to be lifted there on the cross, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world without spot and blemish. And so God heard him, and God responded. But then let us look at the 23rd Psalm. Let's look at the crook. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. As a sheep followed the good shepherd, we have no want. He provides for us, Psalm 23, verses 1, 2, and 3. The second thing, he, uh, he protects us. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup overflows. God protects. Just as that shepherd protected his sheep. Whether it was the, the rod that he had to fight off the the predators, or whether it was that shepherd's hook that he reached out and drew that sheep back. And there were places that they, the shepherd would go and the path was so, so narrow. It would have been e- e- uh, easy for one of the sh- uh, sheep to fall over the cliff. But that shepherd led them through the valley of the shadow of death. And then finally, this psalm says that he preserved me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we ask the question, Whose voice other than God are we willing to follow? Is there anyone else that could provide us such temporal blessings that the God of heaven has provided for us? Is there anyone else who could have provided such eternal blessings that God has provided? As we answer these two questions, the answer to these two questions should be sufficient to answer why the Lord is my shepherd. And then we look at the 24th Psalm, the crown. The Bible here says, the earth is Lord's 
and the fullness thereof, the worlds and they that dwell therein. He has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul to idols, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing of the Lord. And the righteousness from the God of his salvation. So when we look at that 24th Psalm, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He created all of this. The Lord is high and holy. He says, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so we can't rise above as some men over the past have tried to do and try to outrank God because there's no way. Only the righteous can approach him and the holy can approach him. And he is described as the king of glory. The Bible goes on to say here, Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be you lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be you lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. And so as we look at this, this final psalm, can you think of three better reasons why that we should serve the Lord than to consider, first of all, the cross? It was there that Jesus died for us and made redemption and reconciliation possible. It was there that he bought back to mankind what man had lost in the, in the Garden of Eden. They had lost their innocence. They were filled with sin. But we can have forgiveness of sins with the hopes of eternal life. Or as we look at the, the crook, he guides us through this life, and he guides us into the life which is to come. And as that psalm says, even though I walk in, in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. When man ti- man's time here on this earth comes to an end, we, we sometimes wonder what's out there. The Bible has told us a little bit, but it hasn't told us all. But it has told us that the one who is leading the way knows what is all. And that's all that we need to know because he guides us through this life into that life which is to come. And then finally, as we looked at that last one, the crown. He is holy. And as the the writer to the book of Revelation says, he is worthy. Jesus gave his life. He guides us through this life. He guides us into the life which is to come.
because he is worthy. So I hope in, in, the, in the days ahead as we look at, at our Bible readings and as we cross these particular Psalms, that we'll have a great appreciation for what Christ has done for us, what he continues to do, and what he will do in the future. So that comes down to the offering of the invitation of the Lord. If you're in this audience and you've never named the name of Jesus, it begins with faith. A faith that will cause you to repent of your sins, to confess Christ as the Son of God, to change your allegiance from the things of this earth to the things of God, to be buried in that watery grave of baptism where we contact the precious blood of Jesus and we rise from that watery grave to walk in the newness of life, child of God, one who is to look to Christ and to look to God for the direction in, in life and through life. And finally, with that great hope of eternal life in the end. Or if you're in this audience and you've started the Christian walk and you've turned back, think about what Christ has done for you. He went to the cross. He took your place. He took my place. That was rightfully ours. He took the brunt of sin upon himself and he shed his blood to cover our sins he shed his blood to purchase the church of which we are part and so if you're in this audience and you need to respond to the Lord's invitation I hope that you'll do that while together we stand and as we sing Sunshine of love, wilt thou roam farther and farther away? Calling today, calling today. Jesus is calling, is tenderly calling today. Jesus is calling the weary to rest, calling today, calling today. Bring him thy burden, and thou shalt be blessed. He will not turn thee away. Calling is pleading, oh, listen to his voice, hear him today, hear him today, they who believe on his name shall rejoice, quickly arise and awake, calling today, calling today. is calling, is tenderly calling today. Again, we thank each of you for being here this morning. I'd like to invite each of you to be back with us tonight at 5 p.m. for evening worship. Any other final announcements? Not our closing song will be number 183. 183, we'll sing the first verse. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go, 
Anywhere he leads me in this world below. Anywhere without him, dearest joys would fade. Anywhere with Jesus, I am not afraid. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot know. Anywhere with Jesus, I can safely go. Uh, this morning, somebody made a memorial contribution in in the plate, and the note that they left got separated from their check. If you would see me after services this morning, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Please bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to end of this worship service, dear Lord, we pray that everything that was said and done was done according to your will. Dear Lord, as we leave here today, we pray that we can put on the armor of you, dear Lord, and thank you for all the protections that you provide for us, because we know that Satan is always trying to get us. Please bring us back at the next appointed time. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.